Welcome to Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. If your dream is to start a business or not-for-profit or grow your existing enterprise, Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is ready to help you make it happen. Our business, marketing, and technology consulting services get you started with financial projections and business planning, developing marketing plans and implementing them, growing your market through branding, website development, and social media management, increasing productivity with process improvement and automation, and selecting and using the right technology with our business technology strategy consulting and implementation services. I'm Dave Wilkins, the Chief Operating Officer of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., and my guest today is Roblin McNair of BRS Advisory Services. Hello, Roblin. Hi, David. How are you this morning? Excellent. Great. And yourself? I'm doing well. Super. So let me tell you a little bit about Roblin. She is president and the chief people advisor of BRS Advisory Services, which is located here in Atlanta. Roblin is an accomplished executive and senior certified human resource professional with over 25 years of experience leading and managing human capital initiatives and programs. She's been working directly with business leaders, executives, managers, line staff, and she is able to translate business objectives and align them with people, processes, and programs to deliver solutions and results. In addition to her extensive experience in human resources, she holds a master's degree in MBA, uh, well, an MBA uh, from Georgia State University and a bachelor's degree in business education from the University of Southern Mississippi. Roblin is an ex- active member in various industries and community-based organizations and currently serves as the board member of a local workforce development program. That keeps you busy. Yes, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, let's, let's get started, but help, help me uh, understand a little bit about uh, BRS Advisory Services. Yes. Well, BRS Advisory Services is a human capital consulting firm. We help companies more, more, more along the lines of small to mid-sized companies, help them maximize performance and optimize results. People initiatives are so critical to companies nowadays, and so we, ha- we help companies to put those people processes and procedures in place to maximize performance and optimize results. Great. Now, one thing. I hear human capital management, and I also mm-hmm. hear human resources. Is there a difference between those? Well, you know, actually there is not. Um, basically, human capital is putting uh, the uh, financial aspects to people. Uh, people are your most critical asset to your company. And so when you hear human capital, is how are you translating those human aspects to drive your revenue. Okay. All right. So that's how we kind of put those two together. Well, you know, and that's a, that's an interesting thing because I think that again, that's one of those areas that we we focus a lot on is how do you leverage your assets and mm-hmm. and treat more <clears throat> excuse me treating more of your expenses as an investment in helping your company grow and not lo- necessarily looking at everything as strictly uh, trying to cut costs because you sometimes you can cut the cost too much. Right. In the wrong areas. Right. And it can have a dramatic impact on your business. Exactly. Greg. Now, how did you get interested in this whole area of human capital management and human resources? Well, wow. That goes back to a span of over 30 years ago. 
when I first started uh, my career and I moved to Atlanta and I've always wanted to work with people and uh, make a difference in the lives of, of individuals and also translating that up to the business aspect. So I've been in the industry for 30 years and I enjoy working with people and I enjoy making a difference in the lives of others. Great, great. Now, there is an awful lot of news about people and workforces and all this and HR and human capital management in the news recently. You know, what is, what really is the, the, the most challenging issues, you know, the hot buttons and the, the trends that are emerging that, uh, that, you know, small and medium business owners need to be uh, aware of and, and focused on? Well, one of them is finding good and retaining quality people. Um, that's always, you know, that's an issue, being able to um, identify where your market, you know, how do you recruit those individuals and retain them. And then also you have issues along the lines of um, more work-life balance. Um, individuals are looking for an opportunity to have a balance. They don't want to work all the time. Uh, creating um, innovative approaches to work. Um, most people are working, you know, telecommuting, if you've seen some of the office spaces now, they're a lot more trendy, a lot more um, relaxed. You don't have your traditional office spaces, so that's one of the areas that some companies are having to kind of take another look at. You have the whole issue with uh, immigration now. That's a whole other uh, aspect that businesses are having to kind of contend with. Um, so on the, um, on the business front, translating that to people, Having the right people in the right place at the right time. Yeah, it kind of it, it's kind of goes back to one, the the thought that this book I always say I'm going to write someday. You know, computers computer systems would be so simple if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you know, and technology that's a whole nother component that businesses are having to contend with as well. Um, the automating processes and procedures now. Everything is, you know, you're, you're moving toward automation and technology, and companies are having to make sure that their workforce has a talent, um, you know, and they're adept to, to deal with the tech technological aspects of businesses today. And uh, having uh, individuals with the technical skills that are needed. Some companies are moving away from the traditional requirements of requiring a four-year degree for some positions. And they're moving along uh, closer to technical, working with technical colleges mm -hmm. and even working with um, high schools to, to develop uh, feeder programs for students to get them interested within a certain line of, of business. You find that in your technological areas and your um, highly skilled labor areas where those, um, there's a, high, a higher demand than what's available in the current marketplace today. Well, you know, speaking of the current marketplace, you know, mm -hmm. there's obviously been a lot lately about uh, talking about how the challenges uh, employers are facing in finding good people, uh, finding and keeping good people, given the fact that the uh, unemployment rate is, is now dropping to very low levels. Right, yes. Unemployment now is at 3.9%, and that's here in the... Um, in the Atlanta, metro Atlanta market, as well as nationally. So when you think about the um, unemployment rate being that low, mostly, m most, most individuals who want to have a job have an opportunity to work. Now that translates to 
okay, what type of work are they doing? There's still a large number of individuals that are underemployed where their, their skill set, their experience, and their background in education don't match what the type of job that they're performing. So that's another aspect that we'll have to look at in terms of uh, what's driving that market as well. So uh, the unemployment rate being at an all-time uh, low is great. I mean, we haven't had these types of numbers in over you know, a large number of years. I can't remember how long it's been. So it's, it's great. And you see the economy is booming. But on the flip side of that, for employers, employers have to take a more proactive approach as well because when the unemployment rates are so low, employees have a tendency to, to um, check around a little bit to see what other employers are doing and trying to move around to find their passion or generate more income. So employers have to be really creative with how they're going to retain, uh, retain and also attract uh, employees. And so that's another critical aspect for employers today, developing those training programs and also having a pulse of what's important for uh, the employees. And one of the things that I uh, work with my clients on is helping them, if you have a current employee base, if they're committed and they're loyal, they're doing a great job, what can you do to help retain them? What's going to make their lives mm -hmm. a little bit more effective, more better? Um, it may be something as simple as um, giving them a, um, a day off on Friday or half a day or what's important for them. And it's important to do focus, um, focus checks or cultural checks to understand what's important and not put initiatives or programs in place where it's really not important to the employees. It may be important, you may, um, the employer may feel that it's important, but the employee may, may it may translate something different to the employee. So, it, yeah, it, it's obviously very important, just like it is with a client or a customer, is to understand what the, uh, you know, getting that feedback, but it's getting the employees engaged, asking them and, and listening to what, what, what motivates them. That's key. That's key. Listening to what the employees, um, what their concerns are, and also translating those into actionable items, you know, if you can. And some companies, you know, there's a big uh, buzz now about uh, paying for tuition, paying for um, student loans. Mm -hmm. So some companies are incorporating um, student loan repayment as a retention tool. So Various companies are doing various things. It really depends on what's important to their, you know, to their work, their, their work, the workforce. Uh, some gym memberships are are critical, but then even beyond gym memberships, some companies are giving um, companies basic budgets to say, okay, this is your bucket of money that you can use for your training dollars or your lifestyle or whatever you choose, and here's this bucket of money, and you can pick and choose. What's important for what's important for you? Okay, so bottom line is, there's from a from an employer's perspective, there's a lot of different things that can be done. And some of them should be done, probably. Mm -hmm. You know, again, depending upon what the what what really motivates uh, the employee base and what it's going to do to keep them happy and productive. Obviously, that's that's key there. Um, you know, and you touched on on one thing uh, a little bit there is in terms of uh, you know income, and you know this has been seems to be within the last few years as as particularly as as that unemployment rate has come down, 
the expectation was there was going to you'd start seeing some significant increases in the compensation rates uh you know the average pay going up and that doesn't seem to have happened and you know it seems to have baffled a lot of uh, a lot of the experts and economists who are kind of still scratching their heads trying to figure out why that hasn't really taken taken off yet you have any ideas well, there there are quite a few components to that. I mean, think in terms of a business a business owner. If you are a business owner and you are you have a certain margins that you're trying to maintain and mm-hmm. you have those pay pay levels that you currently have in place, just a, an automatic increase at a you know significant level could have a significant impact on your on your profitability and your margins. So I think it's going to take some time. It's not something that can be resolved overnight, but I think there, the market is going to drive increases whether or not the um, employers or business owners want them. The market is going to drive the increases because employ- it's going to be more, com- more competitive and harder to attract and retain employees. So from that perspective, it's going to be that more along that supply and demand. Mm-hmm. If you are not competitive with your, with your pay, your pay practices, then you're going to lose good quality employees. So it's going to be more of a supply and demand component if you want to maintain and competitiveness and be able to provide services to your clients, then you're going to have to increase the wages of your, of your, of your employees. And so I think the, the market is going to, to drive that, um, but it's not going to happen overnight. Okay. All right. Yeah. So as, as, as more and more employees come to the realization that, yes, this is a, uh, this is a growing market, that, that there is you know, the opportunities to improve yourself are there, they will, they will pretty much start driving it themselves, yeah. and it's going to be it's more reactionary than anything else. Correct. And if you will, you know, Glassdoor is, a, is an area where employees can go and rate their employers, and social media is driving, you know, all components of, of life mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, today. So uh, companies are going to have to be uh, competitive in order to maintain competitive. They're, they're going to have to, they will have to maintain those adequate wages for their employees. And employees now understand what their value is, what their, you know, their value. Mm-hmm. And if they're understanding what their value is, then they're translating that to when they're going to apply for jobs and they're being selective about positions that they uh, accept. And another trend that's um, really becoming a little bit more um, active now is what they have categorized as employee ghosting. And oh, no, that's, an, that's a term. Yeah. yeah. Help me understand that one. Ghosting, it's more along the lines, if you've gone to apply for a job and you, you um, submit your application or your resume and you don't hear back, uh-huh. you don't hear back. Now, what's happening is that employees, after they've been selected for a position, um, the employer has extended an offer, and the employer doesn't hear back from the employee. Mm. So the employee is kind of the reverse now. Ah. Because the employee is making decisions. They have options. And because they have options, they have to be, they're really, really selective about their positions. And it's some, in some cases... They have actually been scheduled to start work on a certain day, and they just don't show up. 
You know, and and in the interest of full disclosure, I do want to mention the fact that Roblin has been a, is a client of uh, Sterling Rose Consulting, and in, in in this particular area, as it turns out, um, we met Roblin, and she was uh, describing what she's looking at as a as a new service offering, and wanted wanted our help to help her go through the some of the the selection process for the technology, and it's all about this challenge of onboarding and how it works and in, in, in the best way so that uh, it goes smoothly and the employee shows up that day one and, st- and it hangs around long enough to uh, become a productive employee. So yeah, share a little bit about uh, your ideas in, in this area. Right. One of the most critical aspects is the onboarding process. Be, uh, having those touch points with those employees and also creative and, and innovative um, approach to attracting employees they're going to um, align with companies that align with their values, their interests, their beliefs, their passion. So the the type of experience that is presented to an employee when they're starting and onboarding is really critical as to whether or not they decide to stay. Because it's not only the employee that's deciding about the company, but the company deciding about the employee, but the employee's deciding as to whether or not they want to work with that company. Um, and automating, looking at um, opportunities to automate processes is really critical because if you, are, you have systems in place, that's going to help you to drive your business results a lot better. Mm-hmm. And even looking at the um, McDonald's concept, uh, that was started off as a small business. And it was because of the system that was put in place that helped build the company to what it is today. So as entrepreneurs think about their companies and their businesses that they have today, what systems can they automate to make sure that they're more effective and provide a great experience for employees? And that onboarding piece is so critical. Um, Most uh, small to mid-sized businesses and some more along the lines of small to mid-sized businesses have automated, have manual processes. Mm -hmm. And with those manual processes, it can be very, very time consuming and oftentimes ineffective. Uh, and w- by putting those um, automated processes in place, that helps companies improve their efficiencies, provides a great experience for um, new employees that they're onboarding, and you can incorporate videos or any special information about your specific company to incorporate that within that employee's onboarding experience. So basically help them kind of get, get introduced into the company even before they, they step that, that step, make that first step in the door that day one that they're there so they get some feeling a little bit more comfortable about it as opposed to, oh my gosh, now what? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And think about it. I mean, think about it if, you know, as an individual, if, if you or anyone else were going to apply to go to work for a company, you're thinking about each process along the way, and initi- those initial steps are really, you're trying to make a decision. Well, should I, should I stay with this company? Is this the right company? Did I make the right decision? But if all the steps along the way on those initial steps are, are positive, then it's going to make, make um, alignment for a more positive experience mm-hmm. for that employee. Mm-hmm. And you know, one, and so again, and one of the things we were talking about before we started the show was this whole challenge that uh, you know pe- businesses face with the, the multiple generations that are now in the workforce. And yes. of course, in this particular area, I know the scenario that uh, the challenge a lot of 
businesses face. Um, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, parents do too, for that matter, you know, when they're trying to reach their uh, millennial, uh, m the millennials, you know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, they don't necessarily answer the telephone anymore. You know, it's got to be you know, it's text or, or they don't even do email. Right. So, you know, it's got to be certain that you know, have to know how to effectively communicate with them. And that's obviously one of the key areas in onboarding as well, is, is knowing what, what are the right techniques in the communications process. Correct, correct. And, and think about, when you think about automation, you know, it used to be the computer. Now you have the smartphones and how to use the smartphones and the apps. If you don't have an app for this or an app for that, then you're, you're, you're kind of behind the wave as well. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about the millennials, and we talk about the generation, multiple generations in the workplace. There are about five in, there right, five in the workplace right now. But what's coming along strongly behind the millennials is the I generation. They're now about age 23, mm -hmm. and uh, they are coming in with a boom. So if we think the millennials have a bully, you know, having a, had, a, had a great shakeup on the whole workplace culture, Let's get ready for the I generation. So, yeah, there's been a lot. In fact, it's interesting because there was an article I was reading just uh, this last week. I was talking about um, speculating what, what, um, oh, you know, whether it's technology or something that's used on a regular basis. Uh, you know, you know, they're going to kill it off. You know, like landlines have been killed off by by the smartphone. And, uh, you know, almost emailed to a certain degree at the millennial level, you know, it's kind of almost being killed off by texting and so forth. There's speculation of what's going to get, you know, what, what common behaviors are, are going to get killed off by the, the next generation. Yes. It, and, it's, and it's something that employers really have to think about. Being able to translate their culture, their objectives, their, even the communication styles that are applicable to all of those generations. And let's not even mention performance. You know, the way that um, individuals work, how they work, what they work on, keeping projects interested, I mean, uh, innovative and interesting, and also translating that to customers too. Mm -hmm. So em the, employ the employers have a, have a really big challenge in satisfying their customers, you know, their client base, as well as their their employees. So. So basically, from an employer perspective, I think you know you ha I can I can envision there there's there are people out there, and you know I've seen them in the past myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I said you know I started this business. I know exactly what I want to do. I know how I'm going to do it, and you know this is this is the way it's going to be done. Uh, that's not probably one of those recipes for success. Well, I would love to talk to that person today. <laughs> if that person had those thoughts initially, I would love to. I would love to have a conversation with that individual, probably maybe six months to a year in, to see what their perspective is. I guarantee you, it's changed. Right, right, yeah, because it just becomes. It is a learning experience, and like like all the others, and as we talk about a lot of times on the show, you know, you, a given em, em, entrepreneur or business owner isn't expected and can't know everything, so they need to have the right people involved with them to help them make understand what they need to do and how to do it. That is so true, and there's this book, The E-Myth, which is a really great book, which you talk about the entrepreneur having, you know, you have three components, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technical component. You can't do all of those pieces as an entrepreneur, and knowing where those lines, you know, kind of separate, 
and putting things in the right buckets to make them work. Uh, and that's why I encourage, you know, entrepreneurs, they can't do it by themselves. And they'll soon realize that, mm-hmm. you know, at some point they are realized, you know, one day they're, they're stressed, they're stressed and they're overwhelmed. And that's where help really comes into play because uh, especially in the employer component, um, an employee aspect, there's so many different pieces and a lot of them, you know, business owners and man uh, and, um, and managers, the employee aspect, they like to focus on, okay, let's just focus on the operational piece, the business development component, or, you know, other aspects. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to issues related to employees, and there's so many laws that are applicable to um, employees and and having employees, regardless as to whether you are, uh, have one employee or a thousand or more employees, there are certain laws that are applicable to a company of any size. And as you get bigger, of course, the laws get more complicated. Yep. But uh, understanding what those laws and regulations are are critical for uh, business owners and entrepreneurs because sometimes if you don't know what types of landmines are laying out there, you may not know it until it, 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 um, it explodes on you. Sure. And then when it gets to that point and bubbles up, then y- you have a really big problem on your hand. Right. Now, as having been in your in the consulting uh, uh, services offering for HR for quite a while now, what are mm-hmm. some of the key, uh, some of the top mistakes that you see that are are you know repeated on a regular basis by uh, small medium sized business owners? One that I see is um, ineffective hiring hiring processes. Um, the hiring aspect um, is one of the most critical components. And that's where business owners and leaders don't put a lot, put enough time into that, making sure they're selecting the right types of employees that will fit their culture, uh, that have the right background. That is a really, really, really critical um, uh, component, having job descriptions, most, and not just having the warm body syndrome. So identifying, understanding what your needs are, and identifying employees um, that will match those needs is one of the one of the one of the key areas that I see that not spending enough time on the hiring process. The other piece is not having standardized processes and procedures in place. Mm-hmm. You know your 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 employee handbook. Some in some cases they have handbooks, but maybe they're not out they're not updated. So that's a whole nother piece. And one company I was working with, they had a handbook, but it was not updated, nor did employees have it. So I'm like, okay, it's an employee <laughs> handbook. You know, it's for employees. You're supposed to provide it at, you know, when employees come on board. So understanding the importance of an employee handbook and why, you know, that establishes your procedures and your consistency um, in your practices. And then also ignored uh, performance management. If you have employees that are not performing or meeting expectations, what are you going to do about it? And then when are you going to do something about it? And how are you going to do that? And uh, being able to deal with issues as they come up and uh, address them candidly and openly and not just think that it will resolve itself because they don't. They don't go away. They end up getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I work with clients to help them uh, address them on the on the onset mm-hmm. um, and develop consistency in their uh, practices and their procedures. Let's identify what's working, what's not working, and how do we make it 
how do we make it better? Yeah, because consistency and application of it is very critical, especially when you get into some of the issues of uh, the legal so aspects that you can get into in terms of uh, well, discrimination or inconsistent application of, uh, of policy. Right. That's, that is so true. And that's where your policies and procedures. Now, companies do not have to have policies and procedures. However, if they don't, whatever they do have, they have to apply them. But if they don't have the policies and procedures, then therefore they don't have any established consistencies. Mm -hmm. If they don't have established consistencies, that's what gets them in trouble from a legal aspect. If you don't have them, people can make them up as they go along. And then you have a really, really big problem on your hands. Sure. That's why it's encouraged that employees, um, you know, companies have their established policies and procedures because you may have one day a person may decide, oh, well, this is how we're going to do it today and tomorrow we do something different. And now you've already um, implemented some inconsistencies mm -hmm. in your employment practices and therefore you've got some red flags there. Right. Now, obviously, we've spent all, uh, uh, you know, and Kirsten, as I said, you even started out as, you know, the challenges of people in, in, in the workforce. And, you know, from an employer perspective, how do you measure when you're doing something right, the, the return on investment? Because, again, back to the whole concept of the human capital management. Well, you can measure it in various different ways. One will be your client satisfaction. Uh, what type of, um, how are you able to service or provide a products to your, your uh, clients mm -hmm. or your customer base uh, from an external standpoint? And then that's what's going to drive your revenue. And then the other aspect is internally. What type of turnover do you have? How are you able to retain your employees? How effective are they in carrying out their, their work duties or tasks or responsibilities? Um, that's how you're going to be able to measure it. You're going to measure it based on your bottom line results. Okay. Yeah, and I've heard, and I, I'm sure you can you can tell me the the, the numbers that uh, that the the cost of replacing an employee is so many more times the cost of, re, of retaining an, an employee. Oh, just imagine. I mean, it really depends on the level of um, position or type of position it, it is, and mm -hmm. the, the criticalness of it of the position to the organization. But if you think about um, the time, number one, the time that it takes to go to start recruiting um, an individual, the vacancy that's uh, open. Um, so if there's a vacancy, then you're going to, the employer is going to have to find another individual to fill that space or even have it vacant. And so that's where efficiencies and ineffectiveness, you know, falls into place there. So that's that intangible cost that a lot of employers, they don't see it. I mean, you can't put an actual dollar to it. You don't mm -hmm. see it every day at the, at, you know, you don't, you can't measure it every day. But it's that hidden cost that just kind of, it spirals up. And when you are not able to meet your business objectives and business needs, then that's when you'll start looking at to see, okay, why are we having the problems that we have? Why do we have these gaps? Why, are the, why is the quality of what we're providing to our customers why is it not at the level that it should be? And then, therefore, client um, uh, customers aren't satisfied. They're going to go and solicit business from, you know, one of your competitors. Sure. So um, it's one of those um, uh, pulses that employers need to really pay close attention to uh, because it has an impact on everyone else. If you have employees that are not pulling their weight or doing their work, then others are having to do it. And when other employees are doing it or even the business owner or other business leaders are having to step in, 
everyone gets a little frustrated. Mm -hmm. And then that's where that whole dissatisfaction and they become disgruntled and they're not happy. And then that's where the problems start. Okay. Uh, I know we're getting on towards the end, but uh, what would be a, uh, you have a good, a good success story that uh, would be quick, you could share quickly with us? Well, one success story is that um, where a business owner is very proactive, being more proactive versus reactive. Mm -hmm. um, I'm working with the company uh, now, and they want, the business owner wants to interview each employee. Um, to make sure that they know exactly who's coming in their company, because they don't. If that person does not speak with the uh, the CEO, that person does not come into that company. They're very very critical about who they drive, who they bring into their, who they um, hire, mm -hmm. and then also the benefits that they have are just just amazing, and uh, they're very conscious about the types of benefits that they offer to their employees. Um, they create a very fun work environment, um, very casual, and um, dress codes are, they have a dress code set to where you dress according to what you have to do that day. Okay. If they have to go and meet out with clients, they have to dress applicable for the clients. But of course, there, there, there are lines that are, have to be drawn there as well. Oh, sure. Um, and then also training. They are really um, strong on training. They make sure that all employees go through orientation. Um, if a person is not going through orientation, then you know they can't start until they do that. And then they have uh, a follow-up um, uh, checkups along the way to make sure the employees, hey, how, how are things going? What can we do? What do you need? And it really creates a very nice environment. Mm -hmm. And employees you know, don't want to leave. So, or if there is a problem, they, it's an open door to have an open door policy where they, you know, create um, collaborative communication and involvement, and uh, it's not so hierarchical. Uh, but so those are some of the success stories, um, being involved, um, engaging in providing adequate communication, helping employees develop um, their passion. And in addition to that, they provide an opportunity for employees to um, do community uh, work. Okay. Um, so they can have a day per month to do community service. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, this has been uh, very fascinating, and I'm, there's t I know there's tons more we could certainly yes, talk about. And so. maybe that's I'm sure we'll figure out sometime, maybe in the future, to have to have you back and talk more about that. Yes, that would um, be great. Now, help us, uh, our listening audience, uh, how would they get a hold of you and at, at, at BRS Advisory Services? Wonderful. Well, it's been a great opportunity to be here with you today. And if a person, if company would like to um, speak with me, they can reach me at BRS Advisory Services on the website. The, the web address is www.brsadvise.com. And they can reach me via phone at 404-202-7033. Super. Well, very good. Thank you very much, Roblin, for being on the show with us and sharing all this great information that's going to help our uh, entrepreneurs and small business owners um, help manage their, client, or their clients, their employees better. Um, this has been Strategic Insight Radio on Business Radio X. And to find out more about... BRS Advisory Services or Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., 
You can contact Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. at 678-996-1312 or visit Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. at sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. Just a point I also want to mention now is starting in September, we will be moving the time for our live broadcast to Friday afternoons at 2.30 Eastern time, and that will be our new new time going forward. So again, uh, starting in September, our show is moving to Friday afternoons, 2.30 Eastern time. Again, this is Dave Wilkins, and until next time, take care. Bye.